Hey guys, hope you're doing well today. We're in day 14. There's a lot of stuff to get through today, so let's get in it. We've been talking about Hebrews for a while, and so we're going to continue on with that. We talked a couple days ago about how the shadow is just a representation, and Jesus gets rid of the shadow and brings the real deal, the real thing that the shadow just represents. That's a big thing theme in Hebrews, and why that's important for the Advent season is that we, we need to not leave Jesus in the manger. We need to see how big and how important Jesus is in his full ministry, and Hebrews does a lot of that. So John Piper in that devotional, he, uh, he spends a couple of days on that. We're going to continue on here in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, where we've talked about the shadow being the old covenant. Now we have the real deal, the new covenant. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises. And so the new covenant is better than the old covenant. Now, what is a covenant? Here's a good definition. A covenant is simply an arrangement in which two parties make vows to one another and exchange symbols associated with those promises. So it's kind of like getting married. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a contract, but it's more than a contract. And so both parties agree to that. And so God made a covenant, an agreement with his people that he chose and uh, gave them laws that was their part of the covenant. The writer of Hebrews is encouraging the people not to go back to those ways. So he goes on and on through verse 12. Let's read some of that. For if the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second, which you see all the time in the Old Testament. A new covenant is always being talked about. Verse 8, for he finds fault with him when he says, quote, and now he's quoting Jeremiah, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the old covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. And so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law into their minds and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not teach each one to his neighbor and each one to his brother saying know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest for I will be merciful towards their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more in speaking of a new covenant he makes the first one obsolete and what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away and so that is Hebrews directly quoting the book of Jeremiah in the old in the Old Testament, which predicted this new covenant. And so, the biggest problem with the old covenant is that people didn't keep it. People had the law. People disobeyed the law. God made a covenant with them. That's His side of it. He's gonna choose this people, protect them, love them, care for them, rescue them out of Egypt. You obey me and I'll bless you. Oh, no, you're not obeying. You, you, you continually disobey me and then sends them off to exile. So the end of this old, old covenant era is, is over. And with the Christmas season, Advent, the coming of Christ, big deal, Christmas is ushering in the new covenant. Now, how the new covenant is better than the old covenant is because the new covenant promises grace. It promises power, and it promises forgiveness. 
Whereas the old covenant was do this and do that and do this and do that. And, you know, don't eat this and don't eat that. Like, here's how you're ceremonially clean. Here's how you're ritually clean. Like you can make sacrifices, right? But the new covenant provides grace, right? God's the one that's doing it. It provides power through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can obey, not to earn salvation, but to, to work it out. And then it provides forgiveness when we fall short. Consider all the times in verses 8 through 12 that God has said, I will, I will, I will. And so the emphasis in the new covenant is on God's I will, right? God's going to do it. Where you consider the old covenant when God is giving the Ten Commandments to the nation of Israel in verse in Exodus 24, verse 3, the people of Israel say, quote, all the words which the Lord hath said, we will do. So that's a huge difference in the between the old covenant and the new covenant. The, the people of Israel say, we'll do that. We will. Yes, we'll obey. And it's quite another thing to actually do it, which, of course, they don't. We never do. And then it's a, a huge difference for, say, God. God's going to say, I will. In fact, God's I will is stated three times in in Exodus and six times in Hebrews 8, verses 8 through 12. And so that's the big deal. Like God's the one that's going to accomplish this. Now, the big problem is that we don't keep the covenant. But the audience that the, the, the author of Hebrew is writing to and, and us, consequently, even though we don't live in Old Testament times, we love the old way of doing things, don't we? They loved the old covenant, and you could not convince them otherwise, right? The the people that the author of Hebrews is writing to, they like the old covenant, right? The Jewish people, they they it was easy for them to fall back in that kind of lifestyle. Because old covenant required repeated daily sacrifices. That's something I can do. I could I could do some things. I can check off a list. That's easier than saying I I I'm sinful and I can't do anything. Right. So I'll do some stuff. That sounds easy. Let's do that. Also, the old covenant required a physical place, a tent, a tabernacle. And, and you know, had to have this crazy architecture and stuff. So they're like, we like that. You know, we're used to that. That's the way if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. We like the way we, we've, we've always done it that way. And then also under the old covenant, the high priest, uh, you know, man, the high priest could enter the holy, the most holy place where God's presence dwell only once a year. And so people are like, well, I, just, I like things the way they are. This physical place, I can see it. It's tangible. I can leave it and go home and do whatever I want to do. And it's just, it's more bite-sized that way. Also, the old covenant was uh, basically a set of external regulations. And so people can try really hard, maybe add some new regulations to that, put a hedge around the law and, Bada bing, bada boom, like we're good. We don't need a new covenant. We like things the way they are. That is what all people, whether you live in Old Testament times or today, are tempted to do. They're, we're all tempted to fall back into our old way of doing things, our old way of relating to God. This may not seem like it's a huge temptation because you're in church and you've heard this stuff, Jesus is better, etc., but um, here's a quote from Russell Moore. I did this in some other sermon research, but I found this. He's, he's kind of summing up Hebrews 8. He says, quote, What is the author arguing to these converted Jews? He's saying, 
why would you want to go back to the old patterns? There's not many people here or there's not many people listening who want to go back to the Levitical priesthood. I mean, when you think about it, not many people are saying, you know what? I just feel like what my spiritual life really needs to get a kickstart is uh, just, I really want to slit the throat of a lamb. Uh, that would that, that sacrifice would just really get my spiritual life moving. No one says that as something that you're longing for. But in the same way, we all have old patterns of trying to manage our guilt. All of us, right? In some ways, we're all trying to go back to our old, quote, priests. And so Russell Moore continues on. He says, our old way is constantly trying to manipulate God with our own human ways to get access. We say to ourselves, if I just pray a little harder, if I just have a little more and more devotional times, if I was twice as sweet tomorrow, right? All these little things that we're trying to do to earn, to get to God, old covenant style, that's old way of relating to God. And so through Jesus, who's our great high priest and our great mediator of this new covenant, the new way to come before God is what we should all rejoice in when it comes to the Advent and Christmas season. Why would we want to go back to the old things? And so I hope this this episode has been a little bit longer today, but talking about that new covenant and old covenant language can, can be a bit churchy sometimes, so I hope today has helped. Y'all continue to have a great Christmas season, and we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>